You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to class. Only get stronger when you're so it's not about the corporations taking advantage. We expect corporations to do that. It's about the politicians who think government should be an ATM machine and just transfer wealth to their friends in exchange for a deposit in the form of campaign contributions. It's a big mistake. And we're all human, so there's no need to be taken in. With some honor. Yes. So we are driving in Amsterdam and we're talking about we're talking with Mr. Michael Schrapp. Hi, Michael. Hello. It's uh, long overdue that you returned to my podcast. Um, and this past year, you took a trip to the Congo. And this trip is very interesting on many levels. Uh, I'm going to be giving a talk soon on uh, related to what you were doing there. Um, but I wanted you to be able to tell the story of, yes, first of all, why did you go to the Congo and what were you doing there and the higher mission after this trip and so on. So let's start with the, the whole Fairphone thing, how you first learned about it, what you first heard. Okay, without uh, going back too long ago, I heard about this fantastic idea. I hope this is... Are you receiving me? I mean, I am. <laughs> do you, don't you get a lot of other noise as well? No, go ahead. You sure? Okay. I heard this fantastic story uh, that it doesn't matter. Actually, it's, uh, we, we call it the Nederlands Institute Zuidelijk Afrika and the Waag Society. The Waag Society, the way, actually, you would say in English, mm. uh, is an organization that looks at how technology influences our lives and tries also to adapt technology more to our needs. And it's a sort of, um, well, very idealistic organization. And they had the idea. Of, a, of setting up a campaign to make the public aware of the fact that many of the minerals that are in our electronics are coming from regions where these minerals are also, uh, uh, let's say, causing um, war, corruption, etc. Yeah. Yeah. The so-called conflict minerals. Mm-hmm. Now, fact is that uh, technology, people who are aware of technology are aware of the fact that those minerals are coming from conflict areas, but the majority of the public hasn't got any clue. Nobody knows what's in their, you know, machines, in their apparatus. Now, we choose the phone as a fantastic means to tell a story about what's happening, for instance, in Congo. And why Congo? Well, Congo... Uh, a country as large as Western Europe is rich of minerals, you know, in the province of Katanga, in the south of Congo where we went uh, half of the world's copper um, um, is can be found there, so it's like we talk big time minerals big time mining yeah. now, in those mines the situations are usually very bad of course, but especially in the eastern part of Congo, it's even you know up to slavery, uh, terrible things happening there, and many militias, and everybody is trying to steal what's in the earth there. So in a huge part of the country, it's these camps, like labor camps, well, corporate le- Well, camps. the interesting thing is, for instance, I tell you later on, but one of the villages that we visited in Congo was actually a, a village that just sprouted or how you call it grew in yeah. in a year time it's like a miners village mm-hmm. uh, set up only to 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 give space to to well, for these miners to live what you see there is mostly men young men uh, and prostitutes uh, who live there and it's really it's it, awful awful these are not look these were free people eh? let's, let's say yes. this. i mean these were free because you have to understand wait <laughs> Yes. Back to the... You see what's happening? I'm following you. No, 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 no. no. Let me go back. So you decide... Yeah. We started a 
group called Fairphone. Mm. Fairphone.com. Fairphone.org. You can find us any place. The idea is twofold. Well, actually, the idea is actually constantly changing a little bit. because but twofold the, the, mainly. But okay, yeah. twofold mainly. One, to create a phone. Our main objective is to create a phone that is... That is maybe fair in the sense that we try to prove. Look, okay, let's go back. Go stay where you're going. No, we no, try no. to prove that this phone is produced in in a way. But the problem is the problem is that the, the phone companies say we want these phones to be fair, meaning that the minerals inside are you know the people who work with these minerals. And also the people in Asia who made these phones are treated uh, well and paid. Uh, That's what they say. Fair that they, they want that, but they say we can't guarantee it because the market is too shady. This whole mineral uh, mining world is too complicated for us to to to, to let's say track all yeah. minerals where they come from, how how they, how the people etc. Yeah. We want to prove that it is possible right. to control this by for instance going to Congo well like what we did for on a fact finding mission mm-hmm. to to see if we can start corporations of miners and give them tools mm-hmm. uh, to and we talk about literally a tool which is a sort of gun which you can point at a stone you give this you hit the stone a bit and you point it at a stone and and, the, and this gun thing on the display will tell exactly what's in it the percentages of the quality of the minerals yeah. and also if there's other minerals inside a, a tool which the average miner in congo does not have nobody has that nobody, nobody has. has that nobody knows what they dig but listen now i, I go too fast yeah. so we went to congo to find out if it's possible to start uh, uh corporations mm-hmm of miners creuseur en français mm-hmm. um, and in that way to, to at least start fair at the bottom the guys who dig it who dig the material yeah, get treated properly to, to give them a fair fair amount and, of and money. so you went to Katanga a very interesting province in itself yeah uh, called the Switzerland of Congo which is completely ridiculous the size of France <laughs> yes the size of France um, you're welcome there I mean the the, the Even upon your arrival, you don't have to be scared, right? You're—it's not. Well, it's not a well, secret what you're well, doing. well, 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 well. Okay, okay. Let's put it this way: Congo is a very, very complicated country. Uh, uh, more complicated uh, to comprehend how things work than most other countries I, I have visited. Uh, fact is that uh, yes, uh, they. Uh, maybe need help because they can't do it by themselves everything but on the other hand they are very proud people and they are very suspicious of 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 white folk who are coming there to tell how things should go right so they're not that that keen on receiving us actually when i shot it was surprising congo is one of the first countries where i well not well yeah when you film on the street because i'm a filmmaker and i'm involved in this project also as as a as a filmmaker when you film on the street most people don't want to be filmed they say no 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 i don't want you to film me no they're very conscious of this image is going to be used yeah and mm-hmm. you're going to use what well, etc you're going to you're going to abuse me or they don't yeah. trust you at all yeah. uh furthermore you have to understand that nobody travels to congo no tourists go to congo so when you fly in our case to the south of congo to the city called lumbumbashi mm-hmm. which is actually the third country city of the country or something mm-hmm. uh you in the plane you know only you find mining people mining folks like like Lebanese Chinese Canadians and or people from the World Bank that's it mm-hmm. and and us so in this case and uh, the for instance the airport there is completely crazy only a few weeks before we went there was a shooting uh, at the airport and when we arrived you could see all the bullets are still in uh, everywhere in the in the in the walls and in the doors and it is although it is considered a safe zone of congo i mean it's not as dangerous as 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 the east although it's close to the east because katanga is actually southeast mm-hmm. um wait a minute i have to concentrate on driving concentrate for, a for a second okay so what we you have to understand the following what we did is we we prepared quite well because we knew that although we are coming there to help so to speak or 
see how we could help these people, we are also, of course, we're very much aware that this is all about power and money. And uh, we talk about mining. I mean, this is this is you know the only source of income. So in this country, for, for the far majority of people, you have to understand that almost everybody in Katanga who had another job like a farmer or teacher or professor quit their jobs now and are digging you, if you mm-hmm. go to Congo everywhere in the south you see people dig everybody is digging mm-hmm. it's like a gold rush yeah. this whole mineral this, this mining this, this has, become, has exploded um, so is everybody people, benefiting? no like, well the no. thing is of course the young men the strong young men are benefiting because they can make a small fortune not a real fortune but in, compared to, to the rest they can make a sort of uh, for a few years is decent living but the problem of course these guys they are uneducated mostly or and they are drinking so in these these, so these miners villages but the yeah. miners villages they spend their money on hookers and on, on, on booze and so but they still manage usually after a few years of digging which is incredible hard labor and very dangerous uh, many of these pits. Uh, oh, they're doing it themselves. Oh, they're yeah, hiring yeah, yeah. other people. No, no, no. They, they, these, you have to understand. You have two ways of mining in, in Congo. There is the so-called official way, where these companies, usually Western or Asian companies, uh, uh, you know, uh, own a piece of land or, or, or lend a piece of land or pay is have a license to to, to, to use. Usually, old mines of Jekamin, which is the or- official mining mining company, Jekamin. Fantastic company, completely went bankrupt, was saved by the World Bank, but is in shambles. On these areas, they mine according to, let's say, pseudo modern ways of mining. But the rest, and it's a considerable, uh, vast number of people doing it, are free miners, creuseurs, free miners who just with a group of guys. They have to pay, of course, uh, 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 all everything under the counter to have the right to, for instance, dig somewhere. Yeah. And they just start to make a, rec- a fantastic, you know, it's like this, this shaft or uh, I don't know how to describe tunnels, it. Yeah, these yeah. Tunnels, yeah. systems. Yeah. Very deep, like they go down uh, 50 meters and then uh, split into all kinds of chambers and, and rooms and, and, and corridors. Yeah. So... For these guys, it's very hard. It's a hard living. It's uh, but everybody is concerned about money and about who is who. And so it's not really that that friendly in that sense. And when you arrive, first of all, we had a fixer. We took a fixer from Holland. She she was she knows this area quite well. And we had a local fixer, a very important person for us. Yeah. Um, himself being a radio man, television man. I mean, he was the big time guy in in the south of Congo. He was our fixer and that saved us our asses because the secret service is behind you everywhere you go in Congo yeah. they are, they are, the secret service have offices in all towns and you know you, you as a stranger immediately everybody knows you're in town I mean if yeah. you come in town the whole town city knows ah there are some there's some so the secret service want to know what you're doing and we have been interrogated too uh, you know they let you wait and they but in the end, we had all these documents arranged from high to, to low because that's the uh, incredible uh, thing about Congo that it works all. You know, it's a, it's typical African, but with an extra flavor. It's yeah. it's both nepotism, clientelism, corruption, incompetence, uh, 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 and you name it. It's all there. Yes. But with an extra. Yeah, I don't know. In Congo, it really goes like you go to the highest institution. In this case, the minister. We bribed the minister of mining. Mind yes. you, we no, bribed. Him. He said to us, "Okay, you can get this document from me." But, but, it, ta- but no, but it takes time. It takes time. Uh, uh, uh. That's the trick in Congo. They know we Westerners. We are always on time schedules. They are. They don't. You know the. You know the thing. It's in Wikipedia. African time. Yes. An, okay. So they know. And they let you wait, but unless you pay. So we pay like 800 euros uh, uh, to get a sort of special document with his signature that we were allowed to film in the South of Congo. But, that, but that's the, only the beginning. Right. Because then you go, it's top down. You have to go to the governor of uh, Katanga. Then you go to the local chief of the, 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 the mayor. And then you go to the, everywhere you get these stamps. So yeah. nobody in between, you know, you, you need them all in order yeah. to be, to get away from. But so eventually, after all these bribes and all these... Well, and interesting enough about bribes, we say that we are fair. We want to make a fair phone. So we were 
very having discussions about should that mean that what we shouldn't it? support uh, uh, corruption? Well, because in Congo, you you can't get certain things done if you don't pay. Right. Well, how fair is that? So we had discussions about it, but we decided that the point for, is not. Uh, yeah, we we but we we mentioned that we that we paid. You know, right. I tell you now, and, yeah. and, and and well, we didn't put it in the. But it's the, not a secret. Well, <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> well, I don't know if boss really likes me telling this. Right. But, well, uh, obviously, though, obviously, anything called Fairphone is not going to be proud. But you're pointing out that in order to get to this purpose, in order to reach the higher purpose, this is just the means that it requires to get to the end. I mean, yeah. So okay. I and, think that's all, no, and also, it's about discovery. We do this project. To find out many things, also for ourselves, how is a phone made? Uh, who are involved? But also, uh, how does it work on the level of even you know mining? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The whole business, the whole shebang. Right, right. We want to understand the whole process. Right. So in a way, wait a minute. This having to pay mine uh, bribes is part of, unfortunately, part of the process. Uh, let me see. So we'll take a moment, take a pause, and when we come back, we'll talk about. What happened once you met the miners and how they reacted towards you and 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 all that? But have I yeah? But have I explained enough about how what what we are doing? Because I, I don't think we'll we, get to that as well. I have to tell just what we're doing, the objective, which is. Should I do it now? Go ahead. Yes. Okay. Okay. So to make it very clear, uh, for now, our project has two objectives. First is to build a fair phone. We want to try to convince phone builders. Of course, we pretend to be phone builders ourselves but in the end other people have to do it like Nokia or mm -hmm. Apple pressure in many ways yeah. yeah we like to to work with them, with them together we do the the research work and we try to get all these minerals for a fair price etc and they should come up with this fair phone mm -hmm. so that's one thing and the other objective is that we want it's an it's an um, I call this um, awareness campaign mm -hmm. where we try to Tell people how their technology is is made, yeah. what's involved, what effect it has on yeah, on yeah, the world. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's very important too. And um, along the way, we found we find out many things, and our mission is actually constantly changing a little. And by the way, the interesting thing about it too is we are a company and a foundation, but we are a sort of open source company in that sense. Everybody can join. Mm -hmm. Everybody that knows how to build things or uh, how to come up with interfaces but also how to market uh, uh, th this phone uh, everybody that that feels like joining can, is, can. it is you know our slogan is new some fair phone mm -hmm. we all are we are fair phone mm -hmm. uh, and our dream is to be get you know very soon we'll have a sort of flagship store on the net where we'll you know we, we really make it we'll make it look like a like a phone company and we are going to you know we are already designing these phones mm -hmm. but we ask other people many um, you know industrial designers schools are involved they come with plans how should this phone look like because we we want to really you know it's it's a it's a whole idea. It's not only about Congo. It's also about the factories in Asia. How mm -hmm. are these things produced in Asia? Uh, under what circumstances are these laborers working? How complicated these things are? Mm -hmm. You know, there is fair trade bananas and fair trade chocolate, uh, uh, chocolate but uh, that's you know that's still simple. It's a product. You know, it's uh, the ingredients are simple. Mm. In a phone, there are uh, up to two hundred uh, uh, minerals, uh, different uh, materials inside such a phone. Um, how can you, you know, How can you? Then it's a whole new. It's a whole new business. That's our whole thing. We we are we pretend to be the first fair trade technology firm in the mm -hmm. world, which mm -hmm. is rather pretentious, but. We, you know, that's Fine. our idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's just because it's very complicated. Yeah. How would you? Because for 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 fair uh, trade uh, um, agricultural products, there are all kind of um, standards, standards, and certifications. Yeah, and, yeah, this is allowed. That's not blah blah. Yeah. With this, you know, are we, for instance, um, are we focusing also on um, duurzaamheid, uh, sustainability, sustainability? Are we? I mean, mining is not really sustainable in any way. I mean, mining is not a right. Um, it's not a sustainable practice, right? At all, right, right, right. 
So we say, no, are we green? No, we aren't. Well, now slowly we're developing the idea that maybe we should become green too by doing, for instance, urban mining. We're going to collect now phones. And we're going to... And we've had on this program uh, the guy who had been looking into this, like how in places like China there are plenty of people involved in taking phones apart and reselling this material and so exactly. on. So you're doing that here as well. Too, yeah, <laughs> that's what we're also trying to do now. Urban so maybe, for instance, but that's interesting because then you come to a moral problem. Suppose that we can, uh, by, by using these old phones, come up with a phone where we don't need the minerals anymore from Congo. Mm-hmm. Now, are we doing good or bad? Are we, because what is the, what is the, yeah. you understand how complicated this is? Yeah. Do we want these poor guys to continue digging in shitty holes and, 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 and being killed because these mines sometimes collapse? Do we want that? Well, there is no alternative, they say. But there used to be agriculture in the south of Congo. They, they were self-supplying for food. Now they're importing everything. Yeah. The prices for food in Congo are higher than in Holland. Mm-hmm. It is amongst the highest in Africa anyway. It's outrageous. The, the whole system is completely sick and that's what we also are discovering when we and we when we come back we will talk about how strange this country is in in in, in, by means of yeah it's incomprehensible (laughs) all right Continue on from the point where you get to these the the, the mining town or towns that you wanted to get to. Um, where do you begin? You say I want to meet miners. <laughs> uh, well, we first of all, uh, the organization, one of the organizations behind this whole project, uh, had his contacts already in in in, in Congo. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning there is, for instance, on the University of Lumumbashi, there are people doing research in mining and uh, in the social ro- uh, yeah. circumstances. But there is also this incredible organization in Belgium uh, that IPIS, um, it's called IPIS. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, that's really the knowledge base the knowledge center for Congo worldwide. I mean, yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. research. I mean, their 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 reports and 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 documents are incredible, uh, well documented. They have people all around Congo. So we already had contacts beforehand, um, and we had official, let's say, uh, appointments with, for instance, the minister of mining of Katanga because they have their own government. Katanga. Yeah. Um, so some things were arranged, but of course some things were also. Oh God, I go to the ring. That's not my intention. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> uh, fuck it. I have to take a new turn because it's it's part of the risks of doing an interview while driving <laughs> is that no, you just need, you end up I, I in the wrong place. Sort of nice, relaxed uh, drive uh, along the, the, the river or something or Don't whatever. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're turning around. It's fine. It's all fine. It's illegal. Completely illegal. Okay. Uh, so. So. Uh, listen. What we. What we so. What. What happens is. Uh, we calculated even that the fact that in Congo things never go like you want them to go. Uh, people, uh, uh, you know, make appointments and they don't show up or they don't want. So we and, and you have to wait and and we had only like eleven or twelve days. So it was a, like a, it was a short trip. Yeah. So, um, but we managed somehow to to really make it. Uh, well, we, we it was a crazy uh, trip. You know, we first went to Lumumbashi, which is right. the capital of Katanga. Right. A beautiful, strange town. Uh, the architecture is mostly from the Belgian colonial uh, era, meaning it's, it looks like Tintin. You know, all these modernist buildings that have completely been, well, in shambles. Uh, you uh, 
and from Lumumbashi we made a trip towards the, the main uh, mining area and while going there uh, you know every trip in Congo you have to imagine in Congo a country as large as Europe is less than a thousand kilometer of asphalt road the rest is all dirt roads okay. uh, or worse so every tips trip takes you ages and we had to travel uh, and we, we visited in the meantime we visited all kind of other places for instance this this mining village that really looked like sort of I don't know like that's how the world looks probably after a nuclear attack and 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 people you know, really like max a completely crazy poverty dirt uh, incredible just I cannot explain it how incredible this is by the way I hadn't been before to uh, to Central Africa or to Africa uh, down the uh, equator uh, everything is different there the smell for instance this this perfume that's in the air this this heavy spicy dark smell and after two days you start to smell yourself too you smell your own sweat and it's different yeah. everything is different yeah. um, um, and it was very and actually what is interesting too is that you know you know about poverty and then you see it you're there and then you know you I, it makes you so angry because you see that only with the you right. know, if it, things would, it would take very little to it would take change. To, if it, yeah. but yeah, it would take a lot. Individual I mean, people's reality. Yeah. yeah, you could change easily yeah, because yeah. this potential, this country has so much potential. That's the most fascinating part about Congo. You know, it is this vast, incredible, rich country in resources, incredibly right. rich, and, so and at the same time, it's one of the poorest countries in the world. But so, even while you're there, you have this feeling like this place could be something. Yeah. If the right people uh, had had a sort of power, but well, and yeah, and um, well, but it's then you come to the real complicated part. Like, where do you start? I mean, corruption is one thing. You should, of course, stop corruption. Try to stop it because corruption is, you know. But at the same time, I mean, corruption is terrible. But at the same time, that that country runs on. Uh, corruption. corruption. Corruption is part of the ec- economic. Are you uh, saying that reality. if you take corruption away, it may not function? Exactly. <laughs> no, it is true. You, everybody, because everybody is dependent on the on others. Mm-hmm. You are also dependent on on on, on, on money. For, well, you know, on corruption. So money. then, wait a minute. If you change the way the mining world works, that's our with, idea. With phone production, you start. Isn't there a danger then that you collapse the system that exists? Good question. That is exactly what I am interested in, Ed, in and what what makes it fascinating for me is if you start by giving tools to these miners to see what's in their minerals so they yeah. can ask better prices, what will happen? Because suddenly we are really intervening in a system that... That needed some intervention, but never got any. I mean, well, because you know the fact is that nobody—I mean, only for, for for the miners themselves—it would be fantastic. But everybody above it, them, you know, the people who buy these minerals, uh, these are usually women, very interesting, who own the so-called maison, the houses. Yeah. They buy the minerals from the miners. But wait, let's take the process. These guys, you've described them. You described they're young. They're they're doing the tunneling. You've talked yeah. about that. Let's talk about when they get something out of it. You've seen it. You were there. Yeah. They pull out, what, a hunk of, of rock? Uh, uh, it gets washed, I suppose? Yes. Well, it's, a whole, it's a fantastic system, if you Go. want to know how it works. So, there's this group of men. They unite. So, it's, let's say they form a sort of union, kind of small-time group. Hmm. They divide. So, they control each other, what comes out, all these, all these bags, sacks full of minerals and these minerals are then carried usually by children mm-hmm. to uh, a washing place usually in the neighborhood so either a few hundred meters further or sometimes half a kilometer or whatever mm-hmm. and these kids they carry these bags and then the women usually start washing so oh that's a pity I want little to driving action going on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I wanted to, to take it along it doesn't matter we go this way 
So the washing takes place, and the purpose of this is so that what they can see what they have. Well, you know, you clean up the dirt because yeah. uh, it's all about uh, weight, also because it's weight. Okay. The only information they have is how heavy is the bag. Because when they go to a maison, they can there there's a weight there, so they can weigh how heavy it is, mm-hmm. and that says something potentially about what's in it. The heavier that it is, it might be worth more. Right. Uh, a very inexact way exactly, to measure exactly. value. And the interesting part is that also the people who buy this, the women who buy these minerals, don't know how much in it. So they are, they are fighting over prices. Of uh, which none of them are sure about anyway. Exactly. So there's a certain amount of cobalt. Okay, let me explain let's one go more to thing. The, yeah. okay. uh, you have certain areas in Congo where you find certain stuff. Coltan, which is very famous uh, for phones, because Coltan is used to make uh, uh, transistors inside your chips, uh, that's from the east. In the south of Congo, we find copper. I told you, half of the world's uh, supply of copper is there. Mm-hmm. And alongside the copper, you find cobalt. And cobalt is sort of black uh, mineral. Uh, cobalt is used to make batteries, infolithium batteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, lithium batteries. So. Yeah. That is very important for the mobile industry. Again, we choose the telephone because everybody has a, has a phone. Fine. And uh, but of course, these minerals are used in all kind of other technology as well. Hmm. So, so they're doing the washing. They wash After it. washing it, they take it to these these women, uh, these bu- these buyers. They walk around the washing areas and start to negotiate already, and either. The women brings takes it from them, or they bring it to the maison, and there they sell it. And of course, uh, they sell it for. And it's all about percentages. So they, right. you know, and, and and usually, you know, this is good quality uh, cobalt that, that they find. Yeah. You know, sometimes it is maybe thirty five percent of that mineral, but they get only paid for because then in the end they decided, okay, it's only six percent, six percent of cobalt. Yeah. Now the interesting part is. These minerals are bought. They are bought by the maison, and from the maison, the Lebanese, the Chinese, the Koreans, uh, the Lebanese, Chinese, the Canadians, they buy it from the maison. Mm-hmm. And only after that, when they bring it to their bigger uh, melting, because there are also um, there are nowadays also again used to be and now again uh, you have melting facilities mm-hmm. more and more where they melt in Congo itself, which is interesting because that's the next step of something. That's taking place in the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they find out, of course, that there is either the the percentage is much higher, but also in these minerals, there is usually other minerals, some, you know, uh, silicium, no, not silicium, but like tantalum or... um, So for the most part, when these buyers are giving them a price, which, you know, the, the, the women who have bought the the stuff off of the miners they already don't know for sure what they have but they they bid low yeah uh the people who eventually do the buying they're probably gaining because even though they're paying a certain price the price is very low compared to once they scan now wait incredible they gain the lebanese the chinese but all these different nationalities that are buying the cobalt do they have these famous machines that check they do well they They do of course they do so this is the only point in this chain where someone actually knows for sure yeah how much yeah. it's worth well to be honest if you see the film um, no it's not uh, Blood in the Mobile it's, the, it's another film I saw where you see a scene of a Chinese man uh, doing negotiations with the, with one of these women <laughs> it's also they don't they, they don't have a gun with them to, 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 to measure it's just also this Chinese is also guessing he says no no no, no I only pay uh, no I only pay for 8% so they, in the end this woman uh, gets $70 or something for the bag uh, and that bag then of course, the moment the Chinese owns it, it's it it, it the, it's already worth uh, tenfold or something. Okay. Because so no matter what, they win. Yeah, much uh, okay. incredible, incredible, incredible. So when you talk to the miners, because you did, right? Yes. You guys talked to mine, yeah. and you said to them, "What? What is your biggest problem?" Ah, uh, <laughs> they. Uh, well, actually, if you later on, you should mention the fact that we have a small film made yes. about this. On, it's online where you see these guys. Uh, explaining a little bit about what their problems are. Their main problems are that they that they that they know because they're not stupid. Mm. They know very well they are fucked mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not getting what they're, they're supposed to get. They're not getting what they're supposed to. And everybody is 
promising them things foreign uh, now, uh, now they NG- know that their mineral is going into the foam they know they know they know although we, in the film we we get, uh, more or less explain it to them again but of course they know they know that these minerals are all exported and are used for technology so uh, so they know how important it is but they don't know the world prices uh-huh. they don't know what it's really worth what is the price of cobalt on the world market they don't know what is the price of which is incredible because how hard is it to find out yeah, but you have to understand. Although you find more and more internet cafes in uh, in uh, in Congo, uh, the far majority of people have no means to check uh, uh, anything. I mean, you have to be aware that most people have no electricity. Uh, the far majority of people, everything is. Uh, you know, you see two kinds of uh, trade there. You see people in mining, and another mining product is coal you see everywhere people schlepping with coal selling coal buying coal because everybody is using coal to 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 live to make to power to, things yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, and a, yeah so, so and so they said we don't know the world the, the the market prices no if they knew that they'd be in a better position yes well the interesting a few people not start to know there are some scientists we did an interview with a very interesting guy uh, young uh, scientist at the university he knows he knows exactly uh, what's going on yeah but he says also look it's very complicated to change things if you really empower these laborers you get problem with the secret service because it's not it's not in the interest of mr um, um, Kabila that these prices go up uh, because Kabila earns enough because he sells those licenses to foreign uh, mining companies and he controls it very interesting everywhere in Congo you find people from the Republican Guards these are very well dressed beautiful soldiers with these dark big sunglasses and neat suits and guns and, and they just walk everywhere on those sites those mining sites just to have keep an eye on what's going on huh? you know they're the ears and eyes of, of the president himself who has of course interest in, 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 in all these companies the president Mr. Kabila himself owns many mines uh-huh. you understand everybody even the Ministry of Mining so both in um, um, fuck Kinshasa no what's it uh, oh god Cut this out. oh I'm going no, to no 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 wait Kinshasa Kinshasa the, the main ca- the capital fuck <laughs> wait a fuck so you were saying the ministry of um, okay so even the minister uh, the, the minister in Kinshasa the minister of mining but also uh, the governor of Katanga itself they're all themselves miners they have mines they own mines so power and mining are connected yes it's one thing in Congo yeah um, but so then won't they do everything in their power to stop even though it's a small mission at this point to stop Fairphone well that's interesting we that's why we went for instance to all kind of chiefs like for instance the minister of mining in Katanga it's maybe derogative to say chief, but I mean he's a boss. Mm-hmm. We went to uh, to ask his blessings, and we recorded this all on tape. So we have from all these people that they say on camera, "Oh, we like your idea of Fairphone, and uh, yes, we want to do something huh. about the situation of the miners, and uh, we think your project is great, and we'll help you." And, okay. Uh, so that's you know Good one strategy, of the yeah. yeah. Our strategy is that's why we film we film. You know, we film all the all this because, first of all, it's good for the Western people to to see what's going on, what we're doing, and also by means of uh, diplomacy. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, but so uh, once you've had these conversations, I saw in the film at one point you're in a room full of what I think are miners, and they're suspicious, right? I mean, they're suspicious that you come visit. Yeah. Very but much. you'll never be back, and no. this will never go nowhere. Right, exactly, which is, of course, uh, the tragic truth uh, about many NGOs and about this whole system of uh, uh, how you call this in English? Um, yeah, aid, aid slash yeah intervention. So yeah, uh, the problem is that you know you go. There's this fantastic film. Uh, made by this artist who is also a filmmaker called Enjoy Poverty it's a great film because it really tries to show exactly how that works Uh, how an NGO comes in starts a project helps people for a few years and then leave and Mm -hmm. that's it Mm -hmm. you know and and, 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 bye bye to all uh, good intentions now 
the Congolese, as I told you, maybe the Congolese are very proud. Yes. People. Suspicious so, of cameras. <laughs> yeah, suspicious that? of cameras, but they are also they are so aware, and they have this 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 frustration about the fact that when the Belgians were there, the Belgians were, of course, awful in many ways. But still, the country more or less functioned. You know, as I told you before, there's less than thousand kilometers of asphalt in this country. Before, there used to be this incredible system of roads through Congo. Mm-hmm. You know, um, schools work better. Everything. So they they hate this, this this colonial era, and don't forget that later on they get they, they got Mobutu, this dictator, yes. that really ruined the country yes. completely took enough money to pay their their national debt and never paid it he just you know <laughs> this would... whole this fantastic company Jekamine which was this grand incredible mining company <laughs> with factories and, and 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 you sight you can still see them they're all they all are completely in, in uh, rusted I thought, uh, oh yeah they're all like rusting rusting yeah. but you see that this glorious past of this company <laughs> wait a minute we're uh, Listeners, we are parking <laughs> Amsterdam style. What is that sound? <laughs> that's, the, that's part of the car hitting the. Uh, oh no. Uh, so, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. So, because um, we were on the process, which. You know which, that they're gonna replace my uh, window uh, this afternoon. I, I, you see this? Yes, you got hit with a rock. Well, I, there was a small one, but then a, a next one came next to it, and it's just in front of my view. Yes. So I have it replaced. <gasps> I have to uh, withdraw some money. Okay, so we should probably stop. Um, also because at some point, this goes well beyond the Congo. The Congo story is excellent. There's so many things to talk about. But this project now travels on to further in the process of making a phone of raising awareness yeah. about okay. uh, let me let me tell you one more uh, nice thing about it okay so we went on a fact finding mission to Congo and when we returned we presented our findings uh, uh, here in Amsterdam um, we showed our film and what was nice about it that in the meantime we first heard that we got money from this f- incredible foundation it's a Dutch foundation called Stichting Doen, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually lottery money. Uh, and they are now supporting us for a few years. And then uh, the Rabobank, which is a cooperative f- farmer bank in the Netherlands, that is an incredible bank. Uh, they still have their own, their own, the only Dutch bank that still have a, a triple A or double A, triple A rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ha- it's very interesting. They're a corporation, so they have not a profit. Uh, you know, they make profit, but it's all going back into the corporation. Mm-hmm. They are incredibly wealthy, and they uh, help. They have this Rabobank Foundation where they help in the third world countries to set up corporations because that's their, their main trade. Now we went to them. Or they came to us. I don't remember. But anyway, they were interested because, of course, this is not agriculture that we're, that, that we're talking about. But this, it's still, it's workers and it is soil and people are digging in soil. So they found it, you know, it's some sort of rela- related mm-hmm. thing. So they want to help us now. First of all, the Rabobank helped us to set up, to make a business plan that's almost finished now. Serious business plan. Mm-hmm. And they want to help us uh, also with money. Maybe by asking, they said to us by asking the Rabobank clients who use a mobile phone to pay because you have, they have mobile... Okay, sorry. If you open up a bank account in Rabobank, you can get a phone from mm-hmm. the Rabobank mm-hmm. and with that phone, you can also do payments. Yes. In shops, etc. So, they're going to ask all those clients to give a small, small percentage of each payment they do to the foundation. Oh, yeah. Fairphone Foundation. Okay. So, that's cool. And, um, and then, another interesting partner we now have suddenly is KPN, which is the formal former Dutch Post, uh, who has became a big time uh, phone um, provider. Actually, it's a provider, and but the th- interesting thing is, they buy a lot of phones for their clients every mm-hmm. year. They go to Finland again, and then they they order all these new models for their clients, mm-hmm. and they know their clients are more and more conscious of where their instance, things come from. Yeah, and blood yeah. So they know that there is a market. Uh, a considerable um, uh, amount of their clients, number of clients, want uh, or are, are interested in 
fair fair trade, are interested in um, um, sustainability, etc., yeah. etc. Yeah. So they became an official partner, and what they did is actually very simple. It doesn't cost them uh, anything yet. They just signed a contract with us, saying that they will buy our first hundred thousand phones that we produce. You know, like a sort of com- uh, how you call it in English. Uh, um, a commitment. Uh, a commitment uh, yeah, 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 to yeah. buy our phones. Yeah. And also that they want to introduce us, because we are partners, they, to take us to Nokia, for instance. Mm. When they go to Nokia to buy these phones... Uh, You're coming with... Maybe, well, we hope that it will, st- that we, that it will manage. But, and then we, are, then we are sitting on the table at a table with people who actually produce these phones. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a very good business case. We can tell them, like, look, of course, a fair phone is it's going to take years. But we can start. It's not that... You can say to your public, look, we try to make this phone as fair as possible. You know, this is... Some of the, mat- the minerals in this phone are fair, mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that we paid a good price, etc. So we, for instance, d- decided we took uh, cobalt from Congo with us, a symbolic, uh, you know, a few bags. Yeah. We want to make, to start with making a battery, a fair battery, because that's easier. That's that's. I mean, you know, it's and it's still very important. I yeah. understand. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. Uh, the battery uh, is one thing. So what we hope that we can. Uh, in a few months can say to Nokia look this is this is ne- needed for this battery of course they know how to make batteries but although I don't think Nokia make their own batteries I don't know no they uh, don't make much of anything themselves anymore they buy no, it right right, right. right. Okay. but um, um, but we want them as partners of course yeah. we need commitment it's very interesting Apple apparently has said last year I believe that they want to be Conflict-free, they're, 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 uh, for in in five years. Five. Uh-huh. Uh, more and more companies are uh, are saying this. In America, there is this law being made, but it was just at the final stage. I don't know in which chamber uh, that happened, but it was struck down, probably. Yeah, it's withhold. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. sort of a, I don't know if it was by filibuster uh, joke, but anyway, there's this. There was this law coming up, saying that in a few years' time. All minerals in the United States should be conflict-free, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not going to happen because no. they didn't make the agreement. No. All right, so that's where we are. I mean, that we that is we we as an organization are we we actually just started. That's how we feel. I mean, we are building this up. Uh, we had one trip to Congo to find out a little bit how things worked over there. Although we we read a lot about it, it's always good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, it changed our plans in. So much that we discovered, for instance, by being there, that it was that we could already help a lot by giving maybe these guys, yeah, a, 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 an apparatus to to check what's what's right. inside their minerals right. before they go into this negotiation. Yeah. We, they could, no. we, we hadn't thought this out beforehand. That's something that you discovered. Like that their main problem is that we mm-hmm. don't know what we're digging. Mm-hmm. So that was great. Uh, and we now try to get uh, sponsoring, and I believe because uh, look, I'm involved in this organization Only as a so filmmaker, far, yeah, yeah. so I don't know all the details. But I believe that Philips has promised us already to sponsor a few of these things, guns. Mm-hmm. I, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Guns to scan the minerals. Yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> all right. So, but let's let's wrap up this edition at this point. Uh, even though there's so much more to discuss, and I hope to be able to discuss it both with you and other people involved in Fairphone. Um, but let's let's leave it at that. The Congo journey uh, and lessons learned and some of the <laughs> side adventures. And, yeah, more information, of course, on fairphone.org. You mentioned that before. Uh, and also there's the Fairphone blog, which there are some interesting facts on there. I've... I've enjoyed some of the graphics about where yeah. technology comes from where it goes and yeah. so on very soon the site will be uh, the new site will be launched uh, which is a much better site than, than now and um, for people who are going to Lowlands which is a relatively known uh, music festival at least in this region of the world there's going to be urban mining uh, yeah that's another <laughs> idea that came that's that's why it's so interesting that we are developing more and more in the beginning we said uh, no, we're not going to be sustain- sustainable because that's impossible. If we also have to be sustainable, then forget it. I mean, uh, 
But now, slowly, we thought, oh, wait a minute. Uh, all these phones, these old phones, you can, you know, take out, because we're now opening phones the whole time, and we see how these phones look like in the inside, and we see all these minerals, and we know, you know, you could also take these minerals out and maybe reuse them so there is a sort of sustainable uh, cradle to cradle kind of uh, feeling towards it huh? yeah um so that's why and this is actually a popular uh, they call it urban mining um i like it i like it yeah uh, so people at the concert at a music festival yeah. will also be stripping minerals from telephones right there is a big <laughs> there's a it's giant giant sort of kind of swimming pool or tub uh full with phones yes thousands and thousands of mobile phones and people can dive scuba dive inside this phone in, in phone bath they can go under and then they can take out some phones and they can go there's a, a few sweatshops and there they can Try to <laughs> harvest the minerals from those old phones. So if you happen to be going to Lowlands, you can look for that. Uh, and the film is also available on the Fairphone website as yes. well. I'll link to it directly. Michael, thank you very much for this, this driving story around Amsterdam. And we'll talk to you again soon to get updates and more stories. Yeah, and pardon me for all my <laughs> crappy English. <laughs> Crash.